Hello. Hello and welcome to episode the 39th. Yes. Of the Rum Doings franchise. A real live actual podcast that isn't a best of. Yes, or, or some other convoluted way for allowing you to be poor or lazy. Poor or lazy, those are the two things I choose to be. And therefore not coming down to the southern studio. That's right, whereas you've had to come up to the northern studio. <laughs> All the way up up north to Bath. That's right. Yeah. But we're back in our classic studio this week with the creaky furniture. Exactly, listen to it. And I can do the same here. Oh, that sounds loose. Okay, well... Loose? It does. Lovely. I think we should have a little tipple. But I think we should say what we're not talking about this week. Today we're not talking about... What can we do about hula hoops and comic books and their effect on the moral torpitude of the youth? That's beautiful. That's a current topic. That's right. <laughs> I was what? reading about it only in the local Telegraph <laughs> this morning. Right. I mean, with all that, I can see there are some comic books on your shelf, so clearly you, oh, gosh, have, there are, aren't you they? suffer from moral torpitude what, with The I Watchmen do. and other things. You Two have. copies of The Watchmen. So you can read it in stereo. That's right. Yes. Get out your little glass. Oh, sorry. Today... Oh, well, that's a good noise. Like marbles. Oh, I oh. love that noise. Lindisfarne mead. Mead, mead. Of course, The traditional and ancient honey mm-hmm. alcohol, which apparently, if it's made properly, is difficult to make, because if you try and ferment honey, it's very difficult, because honey doesn't want to ferment. That's right, honey lasts forever. Yes, so it's 14.5% alcohol by mm-hmm. volume, so let's open it up. In our brand new rum doings glasses. Which you purchased. Yes. Are you going to claim them for tax against the rum doing PLC account? I absolutely shall, okay. because, I mean, look at the, look at the quality. Yes. They are beautiful, embossed. What wonderful optics. Embossed with uh, rum doings yes. logos. Which seems to be a letter on... P at the bottom of a glass. That's, that's right. <laughs> It stands for Pum Pooings. Yes. Let me open this, shall I? Okay. okay. How, how would you describe the size of this bottle, Nick? Massive. <laughs> yes. I'm surprised you can pick it up all by yourself. Yes. Come right. And then pour away. There's going to be no glug, glug, glug in no, a bottle of this size. It's going to be blip, blip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's try the other one. Beautiful. Okay. Oh, and there's something good about having mead on a day like this. It's pouring with rain. It's been overcast for most of the summer, I believe, in yeah. the area. It's been the grotty. British summer. The British, good old British summer. Grotty British summer. Let's try our yes. honey, honey mead, shall we? It smells odd. Honey. Gosh, it tastes like um, Fer- a lot like wine, actually. It's fermented honey. Surely there's more to it than that. You can't tell because the label, <laughs> the label is on the bottle and all the information is printed on the back of the label and it's very difficult to extricate. So you have to read and it it's through. it's the tiniest print I've ever through, seen. Through the bottle. But I'm trying to magnify it with the bottle, but there's no good angle to get that. I can get the word mead, but then I've got horrendous eyesight. So Yes, you do. So you can't be a pilot after all. They can, they'll never take my licence away from me. <laughs> no, that never stop it out me. of your this doesn't, dead hand. This doesn't taste very satisfying. It's, it's honey. Yes, but it's not that different from just some honey. <laughs> Enjoy your mead. Watered down honey. No, it's lovely. Shouldn't I, I swig mead from a big from a tank, flagon? A flagon of mead. You yes. should, can you imagine having a flagon's worth of this? <laughs> Extraordinary. Be difficult. 
Uh, where have you been recently? Because you've been to other parts of England. You decided that um, your one trip to disappointing England wasn't enough, and you needed another right. trip to disappointing England. I'm so going to tell me how you were disappointed. disappointing France next month. Tell me how you were disappointed last trip, <laughs> we where, went to and the... where did you go to be specifically disappointed? We went to the New Forest. We should, I prefer the old one. Do you know what the best thing about the New Forest is? That there isn't any forest at all. It's heathland, that's what it is. There's some woods. They cut down the forests about a thousand years ago, didn't they? Maybe they should, re- they should think about that name. Didn't you, is New Labour still called New Labour, or are they just Labour now? Have they dropped the new? Well, they were never really new, but then they were in a kind of official, unofficial sense. But it was like, it's all on the logos and it was on the forms and the, you know. Yes, no, they, still, they were still called the Labour Party. Even okay. In, even in the depths of newness. Hmm. So, did you enjoy your new forest? Well, yes. It's an, I went to Burley because uh, when it was I was nice, was it? It was, it was nice. very nice. It was very nice. Very nice. Very nice. When I was a young man, um, our family couldn't really afford to go on holiday uh, anywhere exciting. No. And so my grandmother had a cottage in the New Forest that she owned, mm-hmm. and so we would go and stay there pretty much. And I was, I, the other night, the other day, I was in my attic in my parents' house. And I found um, some other, you know, when you were at the school. The bones of Anne Frank. I don't know what they did in, in school in your foreign land. But mm. <laughs> yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Fetid remains, man, Frank. Yes. Um, at least that implies that I would harbour and, yes, pr- and protect nice. her. Yes, it's so almost You didn't let her out at the end of the war, though. <laughs> <laughs> Can I come? You've got to commit. Can I come? No, no, you can't stay. <laughs> that's right, in the attic forever. Yes, you're safe there. They could come back any time. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so yes, that's you, what I said. So, so I found, and I found, uh, as well as the remains of Anne Frank, what mm-hmm. else did you find? Um, my grandmother. Oh right, yeah. no. Uh, so, 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 do you like that I said no? Just in case you thought that I did find my grandmother in the attic. I wouldn't put it past I, you. I put your mind at rest, though. Yes, my mind is now resting. Did you have to do this at school? Um, yeah, probably. Where you would get, you'd have to on the Monday, you'd have to say what I did at the weekend. Most people do at some stage in their life. I'm sure. Mm. Um, I don't know what schools are like in South Africa. You get that by be- be- beating as well. Be- beating a skull with two bones, mm. I imagine. Racist. <laughs> do you think? Do you think that was racist? Yeah. <laughs> like that you pointed out that you're was racist. racist. You're ra- racist to the Skellington race. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, and so I, what I found looking through this book is it just endlessly wrote that I went to the New Forest. Mm-hmm. So as far as you can tell, we went there every weekend and half term and summer holiday. Good. Um, and my dad would have to do the gardening in the back garden for his mother. Right, and that was but we would go to it was in this village called Burley, mm-hmm. and as children we just it was like it was brilliant because there were wild ponies wandering the streets and it's very exciting and it sells ice creams and mm-hmm. and lovely. As an adult, I realised the place is the birth of Wicker. Oh, is um, it? It's I believe it's a kind of as Mr Crowley hung out in the area, so everything <coughs> is witch themed in the in the village. Oh dear! And so it's like witchcraft shops and sorcery There's shops. Nothing and quite as pathetic and insipid as a modern witch. <laughs> It's. I think wet and drippy. I think that's probably not true of all Wiccans. I think you should. I think it probably is. I've met some Wiccans who are very nice. Some of your best friends are Wiccans. I, I, I have met some very nice Wiccans, actually, as it happens. Yeah. They're very not not to drippy. And weedy. Awful drippy weedy vegan sorts. I think there's definitely that stereotype within for sure. Yes. But I've met others. Anyway, the. Uh, yes. uh, can you say the proper please? Any who is any the... any any who. <laughs> Um, yeah, so these shops were to sell, purport to sell witchcraft equipment, and then you look in the windows, and it's just the same tourist hat as every other shop ever. Slightly more expensive though, because it's blessed by Mother Gaia witch. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's exciting, and there's still wild ponies wandering the streets. Good. And there's still ice cream. 
Did you have any ice cream? We had an ice cream, yes. Did you tend toward the quality end or the Scratters Whippy? We deliberately chose the uh, the Scratters Whippy because it's proper. It's proper. It's not plastic Whippy. It's the proper stuff. Leather Whippy. Um, <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. We went to see a madam, <laughs> madam a Whippy, witch, a witch madam, a witch madam who squeezed out her leather ice cream. That's right. That's into what, what you called your cone. Oh please. There are children listening. Why? I don't know. I imagine they're listening in to, over their parents' shoulders or something. Yes, exactly. Or maybe they're listening. Um, maybe they're listening um, as uh, involuntary prisoners in somebody's bizarre and kinky experiment. Yes, that seems almost inevitable. Most of our listeners would be doing that. So we had, but it's nice. The the, the whippy ice cream that's done the proper dairy ice cream mm-hmm. is good, and it came with that. Uh, we had you could have like all sorts of stuff stuck on the sides and things. Which is very nice. Spain. That sort of thing. Which is familiar as um, cats and things embedded in the ice yeah, cream. Yeah, that's right. Some broomsticks sticking and, out. Yeah. It was great. And a big pointy hat on top. But you had a flake instead. Mm-hmm. And nuts on the outside. Laura had the far no, better option. She had the no, honeycomb-covered yes, chocolate. Far better. Nuts ruin. Far better. Yeah, I know. Nuts I've learned my lesson. But nuts ruin everything. The only reason that one should have nuts is when they're nuts alone mm-hmm. and apart. Or oh, like a, a honey-roasted cashew nut. Yes, that's fine. But good don't heavens, then throw them good. inside some ice cream or chocolate. That's agree. just stupid. I agree. Nuts must be kept separate and do their job diligently and alone. I agree. It's agreed. Should that even be a rule, maybe? I no, I'm just thinking it could be Nuts a rule. need to be kept away. Yes, need yeah. to learn their place. They do need to learn their place. Nuts and rhubarb need to learn their place. Well, we have an argument about rhubarb, don't we? Well, I write about rhubarb a bit. I think that's I'm, how it I don't have the energy to <laughs> do you not, confound you about I've got a headache and you're very tired if there's any kind yeah. of subdued tone to this week's podcast. I, but I feel like I'm going to get you and myself... I did myself. You did. Oh, I'm just, can we just stop the podcast? And I'm just <laughs> no, gonna go you have myself. to continue. <laughs> You and me mm. riled up mm-hmm. uh, by telling you about a small incident in the New Forest with which I, uh, which I have not shared with you yet. Okay, go on then. Um, we went into this big tatty touristy place um, selling uh, lots of fudge and ch- toys and, and in fact, um, some future rum doings liquid was bought from oh, there excellent. as well. Good, good. Um, and so we're in there and... Shall we have it next week? Yes. Okay. I quite like this mead. I think you're being unfair. I'm, I was indifferent to the try mead. Try some more of it. I've just finished my glass. I don't really want to try anymore because I've got more. a headache and I really want to just drink neat alcohol. Stop your headache. Anyway, stop. let me speak. Let me speak. Stop <laughs> your headache. So we were in this tatty touristy place. It was quite... It was reasonable. And there was a family in there. And it brought out my inner Henry Higgins to the absolute most fullsomeness achievement. Good. I've ever experienced. That's something Henry Higgins would have indeed said. It's absolutely right. And <laughs> it was. They were. They spoke, and I. I don't feel I'm capable of exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I, I have the linguistic skills to exaggerate the right. sounds that this family made. But it was something along if the lines any, of. If anything, you'll be underplaying it. Absolutely, you can't do it properly. They were. I believe they mostly communicated by saying. Right. They were just. It was horrendous. It was. I find that offensive. I find it. It's offensive I... to a great human capacity, and that is the capacity of speech and communication. I don't particularly mind what accent you have, but whatever accent you choose, please have some diction, because it's only polite, because what diction means is it means that you sculpt your utterances so that you give the hearer mm-hmm. the greatest opportunity to understand and to differentiate between the different phonemes and consonants that you're using. It's the very same reason one doesn't use alphanumerics in an email. Yes, exactly. Yes, 
most people will, with only a modicum of effort, be able to discern what you mean. Mm-hmm. But it's rude to put yes. people through that effort. It's, I made an analogy the other day. It's, it's as if there's a dustbin five metres away and you willfully instead drop the rubbish on the floor. Yes. Not the worst crime in the world. It's not going to cause the end of civilization, But it says something about you if you really can't be asked. And that's mm-hmm. what I feel about people who... And that's why I don't like the estuary accent. Somebody asked, said, why do I oh, not... Form spring, yes. yes. Why do I not mind the Cockney accent, yeah. but I do mind the estuary accent? The reason is that the estuary accent is simply lazy. It's right. simply... Like, you, 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 you can't be like, moving your mouth very much. You say, it's just like, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's all right, and you have to you have to work harder to find what I sort of mean, don't you? Yeah. Whereas a Cockney accent is actually quite a vigorous accent. You know, I mean, I won't I won't m- copy one, but I mean, you can you can think of great Cockney accents of the past, and there are fewer of them now. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a, a, a bit of a mouth workout to you know sure. get your get your words out right and that kind of thing. You know, no problem with it at all. There, there is Do you not find the um, the language that comes with it a little cloying, though the the artificial and desperate use of, of rhyming slang? No, no, but that's only because it's dead. Now. Booming sentences no. like "I was born under the sound of the bow bells." No, because that because it's dead as a culture. Right. It's now artificial, and that's just the the, the hollowness of the corpse. But originally. Um, the rhyming slang was introduced so that coppers couldn't understand what you were talking about sure. and things like that. So it, it had a purpose. And now, as I said, it's just rotten and stinking and hollow. Mm-hmm. But that's different from saying that there was anything inherently wrong with it. How long do you think you could spend in conversation with a pearly king? Quite a long time. I, well, are pearly kings going to end up these days just coming out with racist sentiments? So that's, what I, <laughs> yes. that's, what I, that's what I worry about. And then you have to sort of back away gently. <laughs> I just have no idea. I don't think I've ever met one in real life. No, I can't say I have. Do they exist still? I, surely I'm not. Sure, I'm sure they do in some sort of novelty way. Yes, but not in an unself uncon- conscious way, surely. Presumably not. No. I file them in the same category that I put Morris dancers. Yes. I have absolutely zero tolerance for Morris dancing. I used to live in a flat, um, in a tiny little you village. See, if you see, if you were speaking in Estuary accent, you say you would have said, I used to live in a flat. Flat. You, you would have said flat. Flat. Which, which is... Ra- which is... Do you know what I do say? That I say 20 rather than 20. And I, dis- I despise myself for it. I, I sometimes find myself doing things like that as mm. well. And you just have to force yourself not to. Yes. Again, I think it's, it's just politeness. Mm-hmm. You, especially when you're on the phone. Absolutely. You know, sometimes when you're on the we phone... We really are turning into a pair of old codgers. Yes, but sometimes when you're on the phone... No, but that's why the Scottish accent works well on the phone. Yes. Because actually the Scottish accent is usually still quite distinct. Mm. And even when people make fun of the, the drunk Glaswegian accent, you know, once you understand how it all is put together, it actually gives you a lot of redundant information. So. Right. Uh, it's just the issue, yeah. From you know, where's it when you find your teeth aren't moving apart very much and your lips are barely. You know, you can't be asking to move my lips to be like That's the antithesis of wanting to communicate, surely. Yes, absolutely. Um, talking of communication. I was to- uh, first of all, first I was telling all. my Morris dancing story on the back of not having finished telling my new forest what, story. What? Not having, not having. Not having. Okay. So these. People, these and you're being very generous. Humans would gather underneath my window, literally underneath my study window. With letters. What do you mean your study? You had a, you brought a study to New Forest, did you? No, this is the Morris dancing story. In the in when I lived in the tiny village, you sh- it's because you interrupt me. Uh, have we moved out of the New Forest yes, now? Yes, so we I'm moved... going. We're going back to the New Forest. Ah, but you didn't go. <laughs> 
We should have gone over a cattle grid. That's yeah. how we know we would have left the New Forest. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, so I'm bored. Have we got back in town? In uh, time. I'm bored now with the Morris dancing story. I want to go back to the story of the family in the... In the, in the no, show. we will go back, but the Morris dancers are oh, spinning. They, they would just gather underneath my window once a year mm-hmm. and do their Morris dancing. With their little bells. And people would come and gleefully clap at their... No! British, British, English, no, English, 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 proper English, the culture. Not like those brown people, clap, clap, clap. <laughs> and I would fantasise about pouring a vat of boiling oil out of my window on top of them. Did you? No. Why not? Because that would be a grotesque murder. <laughs> it probably would be. you get into trouble. A little bit. Yes. But it was. It made me so What about cross. your chamber pot? Well, <laughs> that would have been fantastic. If only, <laughs> if only I'd remembered not to empty it just before. Yes, exactly. Well, they were. you had the satisfaction to know that they were dancing in your chamber doings. That's true. Mm. So, uh, in, back in the New Forest, and we're in this, this shop with this family. Which isn't new and isn't a forest. Who screeched at each other. Mm. Um, I got in. Laura told <clears> me off because I said, did... Uh, did a coach just arrive from the bottom of the gene pool? That's fine. And she told me that was judgmental and inappropriate. The answer is yes, I'm judging these people. Yes, and that's I what think, I said. <laughs> and, I think, and I don't think any appeal court's going to overrule me. <laughs> I did, but I am judging them. But apparently uh, that wasn't a the good hu- excuse. Humans do judge people, yes. and one must just be honest about it. I don't like it when, what I don't like is when people pretend that they're not judging, but actually you can see in their head mm-hmm. they are. But they're pretending to be... Well, that's right. I don't judge. So they were trying to leave. They were trying to leave. Well, me because re- one of the main reasons I wanted. What do you to mean they were trying to leave? Well, were they were no, their no. avatars walking into the <laughs> side of the door, <laughs> not quite being able to align their playing characters through the door? It's almost what was happening. Uh, mm. I'd taken Laura particularly to Burnley. You'd taken Laura because I wanted her to see the wild pony. She's a big. She rides horses and is a big, right. uh, a big horse fan. Yes. And I wanted her to see the wild ponies wandering the streets, as she'd never seen such a sight. No. And when we got to the village, there were none anywhere. When we went to the shop, as we were trying to as we were trying to leave, there was this this the grandmother of this clan and some others blocking the doorway, stood mm. there frozen, right. and I heard, "Grand's not going to leave till those horses go away." Why? And she was apparently terrified of horses. Why? And so just stood in the doorway and wouldn't leave these horses that were not in the doorway. I just what did the ho- what did the a good what, ten what, fifteen feet away? What did Grand think the horses would do? I'm not quite sure. Her. These small New Zealand ponies were going to New Zealand New Forest ponies. Mm. We're going to do to her. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm no clarity on that. But so we had to stand in the shop waiting until. This, and then we went down the. Could street. Grand not have stood aside and let people through? Eventually, she, she did, and we time. went down. We bought her ice creams. And as we walked back up through the village again, I imagine Grand I insisted was, on, was and had insi- always been a smoker. I insisted on having a quick check to see, and Grand was still stuck inside because the ponies hadn't moved on. Yes. So those are the, the, the lovely family I met in the New Forest. I'm sure they're lovely people, and maybe maybe no, they've got lots sure, of good work for charity. No, I imagine that they're not lovely people. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll take a stab Will in the you? dark and suggest. I'm not going to make that judgment. All it may things, be... all things being equal, yes, they won't be lovely people. Are all things equal? And I know, which is why I assume they're not lovely people. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, luck of the draw and all that. But sadly, sometimes you do get a two and a seven. They could be diamond geezers. That's a very good poker reference. Our poker fans yes. will be pleased to hear that. They will be pleased to hear that. Remember when poker was big? Yes, I do. I used to enjoy it. I still do. What happened to poker? It's still going. Yeah, I think it's too common now. Do you think? That family's probably playing it now. <laughs> no, they would, they'd surely <laughs> still be playing five-card stud. Yes. Or strip poker. Did you want to see any of them strip? <laughs> I didn't especially, no. No. It was but then the Henry Higgins in me. you want to see Grand stripped? Oh, of course. Yes. You're a gerontophile. But I wanted to I wanted to grab them all and and make a exactly. bet. I wanted to make a bet with Laura that in within a month I could get them all to pass as proper ladies in an ascot race course or something. You I should was... have. You kidnapped them. 
That's not my plan. I'm going to kidnap them all and talk, speak them to, teach them to talk proper. Yes. And then release them into the wild again. That sounds wonderful. Is that wrong? No. No? Okay. They sound like That's they what were, I needed to check with you. They sound like they were quite strident and raucous people. They were very, they were loud, bullshy, and very silly as well. Isn't there mu- much of culture seems at the moment to be quite strident and loud? For example, um, from from the BMW driver who drives past with his thumping bass mm-hmm. as he drives past in that horrible antisocial way, to the overly quickly buzz-edited documentaries and real-life television shows with the loud music in between the strident screaming of the producer and the commentator and all that kind of thing. It just seems to be that there's very little respite to be had which is why, uh, to give you an example, that that's why I enjoyed the programme you illegally allowed me to listen to the other oh, day. This is, is this what you're coming on to with your talking of communication earlier? Mm, no, probably not. Okay. <laughs> um, what was it? What was it from, all the way from Memphis. All the way from Memphis. It was a, what I liked about it. I, it was about we should explain it. So Radio 4 programme. There was a, a presenter, show. James something. Well, that's I what forget. was so good about it. The presenter was James something I forget. Right. Which is nice. He was a very unassuming, modest, quietly, evenly spoken chap. Despite that, wrote the whole quiz himself. Yes, which is good. But he was clearly... Everybody on it was not strident, Mm -hmm. not overly attempting to be ebullient. It was just a quiet, considered little little game show, which sounded quite old-fashioned, even though it was only four years old. It sounded like it came from another era. The audience, studio audience, wasn't too big, so Mm -hmm. the... The, the the applause was rippling at best. Um, it had a certain acoustic to it, which sounded cosy. And they have, is it Charlotte Green they have? No, another radio. It's another radio, radio, it's another radio with a lovely voice. Yes. And it generally had something about it, which is actually quite rare, and that's the, its unassumedness. Yes. Most cultural manifestations these days feel they have to fight for their, for their bit of limelight, mm-hmm. and they fight raucously and stridently. Yeah. And and it, it's refreshing to hear examples of really programs do. that aren't doing that. And and you know to get that kind of acoustic gemütlichkeit is quite difficult. I hope we provide it to an extent. Yes, but it's difficult to find. And even in radio stations like Radio Four these days, the productions are getting a little bit more hysterical generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, game shows and panel shows. The the theme music is getting a little bit too strident. The audiences are getting a little bit too. Oh yes, well, crazy. if you just listen to I'm um, sorry, I haven't a clue from 1992, say, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, I haven't a clue from 19 from 2008. Mm-hmm. And the difference in the audience is the audience has transformed from being a polite participant in the in the in the show in whimsy and yeah. then cheering for Mornington Crescent mm. now they scream and whoop at everything at every yeah. utterance that's made it's a, com- a completely different attitude toward the program but this made me think that there must surely be a market for well, or- the, oral comfort the person- see at the moment the only thing the only oral comfort you can get is some artificially manufactured oral comfort in the form of some sort of spa music and some relaxation tapes right yeah uh, that you know it has to be put in a little ghetto like that but just to find that in normal culture is difficult for most people Radio 3 has it of course mm-hmm. Radio 3 announcers never become too excited about that's everything. right um, but otherwise most people spend their lives in a jarring primary coloured echo chamber well the person who, I wish I could remember his name um, and I'll look it up probably when I post this he does a, qui- a regular quiz show on Radio 4 called, I think it's the, just called the book quiz Ah um, uh, yes, I've heard that. And it's exactly gonna... the same format, but with books rather than music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the same, com- it's same complicated rounds, and 
you know, silly uh, that round they have in the in the in all the way from Memphis, where they have to name all the tracks on an album, yes. and the year the album came out, and just this extraordinary run of uh, of of. Are you having yourself some more meat? I am actually. You've got to drive, Nicholas. Only in an hour or three, and the, the bottle. I mean, come on, true, but I'm going to finish the whole bottle, John. Are you? Yes. My goodness me, he's out of control. Nearly a half a thimbleful there. No, I won't. (laughs) Barely wets the bottom of the glass. I don't have a problem. (laughs) Anyway, do carry on. I interrupted you for once. I know, that was out of character. Yes. But it is, it's lovely. It's almost sonambulant. It's It's a bath that's neither too hot nor too cold. Exactly. Which one relaxes and soaks away the cares of the week. And for me, all the way from Memphis has been a program. There was this. I had six episodes of it from when it was broadcast. Sad, there are only six. And, and absolutely, I listened to them again and again. I'd wait till I'd forgotten the answers to the questions mm. and listen to the show again, and uh, many, many times. And I was looking it up on, I, I think, Wikipedia or something, trying to find someone's details mm. about about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And then it said, "And series two. And I'd never knew, never known there had been a series two, so I have that as well for you. Oh, do you? Good. Um, and they, so there were is series two. And more finding strident? a second is series two more strident. No, no, it's not. Mm, God. Um, finding a second series was just absolutely extraordinary because it was like mm. this favourite treasure I have, and suddenly the n- amount of it doubled, and it, that yeah. almost never happens in the. It would be world. like finding out that Saturday Night Fry had. Oh, had there was a series. second series of Saturday Night Fry, and not just something of the same name, but of yes. the same. Although that something of the same name was still a very good program, all eight episodes of it, mm. but it wasn't the same. No. 1989, that programme was made. Mm. 1989 still feels like not that long ago, and then you realise, actually... Yes, that's right. It's <laughs> more, more than 20 years 21 ago. years oh, ago. Oh, my goodness. My goodness me. I was watching a, uh, an episode of Series 2 of A Bit of Fry and Laurie the other day, uh-huh. and that was... The most extraordinary thing about that was it was all about yuppie culture and yuppies mm. and... and that's, oh, that's not a thing anymore, that doesn't... Mm. Exist with their cell phones. Yeah, no, no, it's pre-cell phones. This is 1992. They still had no. Only yuppies could afford to. Own That's a cell true. Phone. The big, they... big cell phone. Do you remember the the, the damn it, Peter, damn it, John characters yes, and all that? I do, but our audience won't. Yes, I'm sure some people very much remember. People Fry screaming, damn it, backwards into a narrow passage. Do you think there are people who are listening to this who only know Hugh Laurie from, from House. Doctor House? I imagine there are. Absolutely. Could it? House MD, I think. If House MD. If you're an American gentleman and you, mm. or lady and you listen to this and you only know Hugh Laurie from House, do some YouTube searches. You may be surprised. <laughs> it is and really some of the other characters that he plays, right. which are absolutely nothing <laughs> like Dr. House in any respect. Uh, Blackadder Series 3, I think, would probably be the best example of that. The best counter house. He plays, is it Prince Regent he plays in that? Yes. He's, abs- he's my favourite of the Blackadders. Indeed. We we watched the first two episodes of Nurse Jackie recently. Mm-hmm. Your recommendation. How did that work for you? I enjoyed it. You're very quiet today, Nick. I'm, I'm concerned sorry. about your lack of spikes. I'm sorry. I enjoyed it. It is surprisingly good, isn't it? But, it is. Because when you the, to have it described to you, it's a program about a drug addict nurse mm. who's having an affair from her mm. idyllic family. Yeah. And you think, ugh. But then when you watch it, there's something far more complicated and interesting. Yes. Going on. Well, the scripts are good, mm. which always makes a difference. Yes. And that's a problem with uh, some British writing at the moment, that the scripts tend not to be that good. Mm-hmm. Even something like Sherlock Holmes, which I've quite enjoyed. Yes. The writing's not that good, actually, um, I was in, su- in many respects. The first episode written by... I know, uh, let me say, I enjoyed I surprised. it. Yeah, no, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it, it, too. But actually, compared to the quality of writing in something like even House... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's incomparable. The, the, the general quippage, when it is there, is so self-conscious and leaden. 
Yeah, I was I was surprised by the lack of density of jokes as well in in Sherlock. For me, if you, if you look at Moffat's writing, even something like Jekyll or uh, any of the Doctor Who's he's written, it's it's kind of very dense in terms of mm. clever dialogue. Whereas the first Sherlock that he wrote felt very spare. Was it was enjoyable, but it felt it did. I just felt that he was missing out opportunities you know, to be wry we, and clever. We, we we discovered Sherlock Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, that's true. Of course, we did. Because, yes. of course, if you remember episode twenty, mm-hmm. where we interviewed John Finnamore, yes. was it episode twenty, probably twenty, yeah. Um, and we talked about the, his radio sitcom called Cabin Pressure. Yeah. With a and the captain on Cabin Pressure is played by Benedict Cumberbatch, who also plays Sherlock Holmes on this big television yes, program. Yes, it's, it's exciting. What, what's interesting is that his voice is completely different. People are talking about his. He's got a, a deep oak and a burnished voice. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you listen to him on um, Cabin Pressure, he's kind of this whiny dweeb. Yes. So it's interesting. It, it, one wonders which is the true voice. <laughs> he's, um, he's, and he's, of course, still doing Cabin Pressure despite his newfound fame, which is great. It There's is. a Christmas special of Cabin Pressure this year, and then next year will be Series 3. Will there be Series 3? I know. Yes, our, it's, it's, it's our, all our, our friend John Finnamore hasn't gotten in touch with us about that yet. <laughs> well, his, his blogs are that it's all going ahead, so. Glad to hear it. Have you been made any progress on booking our next special guest? I haven't, but I shall. You should. I'm on holiday two weeks hence for two weeks. You're on holiday again? So, well, I wasn't on holiday before, was I? Well, you are often on holiday, though. But I, I wasn't on holiday, John. I was on business. You no. were on business then, but what about you? You do seem to go on a lot of holidays. Mm, I haven't been, we haven't been on holiday this year yet. You must have. No, we went to, to a family wedding. Oh, yes, yeah, so you did. And, and the volcano kept us there for four, for four weeks. <laughs> of course you were away for four weeks, but I was, But I was actually working at that stage, thanks yes. to the, the wonders of laptop. Did you get all that hotel payment mate, p- back from Virgin and everything? I believe so. It was on Victoria's credit card, so okay. I have to have a word with her if, 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 if they haven't, and <laughs> yes. make a strongly worded complaint to um, Mr. Branson. Mr. Branson, who I'm sure will be keen to get my missive. That's right. He'll be right onto it. Yes. <laughs> he's he's around sixty now. Is he? Mm. Gosh, I wrote a lovely le- uh, letter to Virgin once, and I got a very dismissive dismissive reply. It's on your. Blog, yes. is it? Yeah, I think so. Do you remember when you used to write entertaining blog entries, and now I you don't? How <laughs> dare you! You don't anymore. Never, never at all. No, not really. I write to I'm, your commission on my blog now. Most of the time, it's just um, rum doings episode this, rum doings episode that. Whine about some church thing, rum episode. You made me write the church thing. Well, thank heavens. You heaven. nagged me to write well, it. Thank for heavens. A week. I, well, thank heavens I did, because otherwise your blog wouldn't have edited anything for the last three months, except. My blog is not obliged to carry things, and it would have had other things. I've done other things in the you last haven't. three months. Yes, no, I have. Your people are disappointed in you. People are they? There's talk. If you're disappointed in me, uh, there's talk uh, in pod, the village. Uh, podcast at rumdoings.com. Podcast at rumdoings.com. Express your disappointment. Express in me. every way that you are disappointed. Yes, absolutely. Because John, John thinks people aren't disappointed, especially in those him. who've met me in real life as well. Yes, well, he, John's on a healthy eating plan now. Have you know so much thinner my neck is? Your neck does look thinner. Does it really? I think it does. Think Are you does. being nice? I think it does, but it could be because you've shaved my beard. Carefully right sculpted way. your shavings. It's not quite what I've done. I just shaved my neck because I don't want to look like a werewolf. No. Where Where else have you lost weight? Uh, well, a t-shirt that used to be a bit too tight isn't too tight anymore. Okay, that's quite nice. Well, I've only lost three quarters of a stone. It hasn't been exactly what, been mag- what magical progress. What magical um, technique are you using to lose this weight? I've discovered a brand new diet. Oh, really? How does it I, work? I call it the "Pay me a million pounds and I'll tell you" diet. Okay, hold on. <laughs> yes. Thanks for... Oh, wow, there's actual money. Um, no, I, you can tell me. Uh, okay, but you must promise not to tell any of the listeners. Uh, I shan't. Okay. They've stopped listening now, Listeners, anyway. block your ears. Yes. 
I'm eating less. Oh, really? Yeah. Anything else? Some exercise. Good heavens. <laughs> and yet, and then it just goes away. Apparently. Like a magic trick. It's like, and even though I'm doing that, I'm losing weight. It's absolutely extraordinary. You should get that looked at. I, I you, you could get the Nobel Prize. I think I could get the, the Nobel Prize, the 10, what was it, 100, 100 pence. The 100 pence prize. Yes, indeed. Named after Ross we Noble. We used to be really funny, but no, this is not Ross Noble's grandfather, the inventor of the hat doff. <laughs> yes. I think you'll find. Uh, yes, so it was. Do you remember when we used to be funny? I remember 30 something episodes ago. I remember that, but you know, there's only so much funny that one can ring out. That's true. Yes. And now one rings out, brings out your dead rather than rings out the comedy. Now we just sort of mumble away, feeling a bit headachey. <laughs> Senile old gits. I think we yeah. need a thunderstorm, is what we need to revive us. Do they, you said you get thunderstorms in Bath. Bath used to... You'd make, Bath used to get nothing else. Bath thunderstorms. So, no, no, if only, that were true. But it would get, you'd just get average, mediocrity. There was never any snow, there was never any um, particularly impressive rain or windstorms. And now with the global storms. warmings... But but you would get thunderstorms, and that was your the pay. That was a, a worthwhile exchange. It's your reward. So you'd have these the spectacular banality. thunderstorms across the valley. Mm. The valley. Uh, the valley. Mm-hmm. Which was you're a bit uh, Welsh. I'm half Welsh. Mm. Um, which was great and spectacular. Except the Bath hasn't had a proper thunderstorm now for coming up to two years. Except we have had remarkable amounts of snow. So I feel like we've had to swap snow for thunder. And again, I prefer thunder. I, 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 well, I can't say that because the novelty of having snow the last couple of winters was won't so be novel phenomenally for exciting for me. Won't be novel. No, next again. winter if it does it again, it won't be novel. But, but the last two you years, want, so you'd I've like been thunder instead. Reveling in, in, in ludicrous childish excitement during the winter. Good. Um, so, but I would like some thunder now, please. Yes. Because the, the storms in Bath are, are spectacular. The lightning displays are phenomenal. The, the fork lightning. Such that you can get... Fo- it's so frequent and so big, you can get photographs of it with a regular camera. Well, we did that, actually, at the... Um, we were at a Yankee game at the Yankee Stadium mm-hmm. mm. in America. Yes. And there was a massive lightning storm over the stadium, and you know, lightning was striking all over the place in massive sheet lightning, and people would applaud it when it did a particularly good clap of thunder. That's fantastic. It would be an applaud, and, you know, you had the, um, the rain check um, signs on the board, and, and the stadium turned into a swimming pool. Wow. Uh, d- despite the uh, cloth, they pulled over it in a very mm-hmm. balletic way. So, that's so presumably the game was abandoned. Well, we thought it would be, so we went home, and then about two hours later, they somehow managed to squeegee the okay. pitch dry. But um, nevertheless... Well, this is the new Yankee Stadium. Yes. Yes, I imagine it's, the tech is extraordinary yes. for dealing with such things. Nevertheless, A-Rod didn't get his uh, 500th home run that night. So he had to wait till the next day. Has it happened now? I don't know. Yes, it has. It has. Mm-hmm. We could have been there for it. We could have. If only Jesus hadn't interfered. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Throwing furniture around. Yes. That's, I mean, well, no, that's what thunder really is. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. So, no, it was... Did you approve of applauding... The, the sky? Well, I didn't applaud the sky, but mm-hmm. I didn't mind that people seemed to be enjoying it. Whooping and cheering, I think, is the great response to thunder. Yes, well, that's generally what they were doing. I think a human clap in response to a thunder clap is a little meagre. Yes, uh-huh. yeah, by, by several million volts. Well, <laughs> that's right. You, you can't get enough separation of charge by a clap to cause... <laughs> to cause a plasma between your hands that's, that's, that's not going to work is it John do you think we should talk about Back to Church Sunday or do you think we should wait till nearer the Back to Church Sunday date why don't we wait ok I think we should wait yeah I mean, you when go is back. it September the what the, yes exactly yeah on September the what <laughs> we need yes. to talk about uh, Back to Church Sunday would you agree it's better to say September the 21st than 1st you may do what you wish although okay. 
I do think that we need to protect the. Th- you do? Yes. Because, oh, because of because people are turning it into. Uh, oh, I thought you just meant the complete loss of any of the Americanization. Twenty one September. No, no, we need to protect the th sound in English. It's a worthy sound, mm-hmm. and when people say think instead of think, I th- I think they're being lazy again. Well, of course, it's laziness. It's far easier to say think. Yeah. Much less uh, energy. Yeah, when you say I I fought, well, did you fight or were you thinking? And that's why it's redundancy. If you say I thought and you're unambiguous about it, you are forcing your interlocutor to use less mental energy to interpret Mm -hmm. your statements in context. Now, that might only use 20,000 neurons worth and maybe only a couple of more milliseconds. Still, why put them through that? It adds a, well, it's the same as alphanumerics. When people email you and they write the number two rather than the word two. Well, my brain is, is designed, not designed, mm. programmed. Exactly, to, it's not designed, it's evolved. designed yeah. to program. Yes, my, my brain evolved to understand the number two. No, it didn't. My brain is. Well, pro- clearly it did. No, not to understand. Otherwise, you wouldn't. No, my brain evolved, clearly, but I'm just saying it didn't evolve with the well, number two in mind. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. I'm programmed to recognise the number your two. Your brain didn't evolve purpose. with the number two in mind. Now, there is an not. odd question. Are you not a numerical platonist, then? No. Bear in mind, the number two could be drawn in a different symbol, in a different culture. It could be, but does two exist as an entity outside of mathematical thought? Yes. Controversial. That's, a, that's that debate solved. Controversial. So it exists in the platonic realm of forms. Mm-hmm. What about irrational numbers? Do they exist? No, they don't. So only the integers? Yes, only integers. Positive integers, negative integers don't exist. What about zero? Zero is in a quantum state. That's a lovely round hoop, though. So you don't want it to exist a bit. Yes, absolutely, but it, don't, you're just not allowed to check whether it exists or not. Okay, fair enough. As long as you don't check, it okay. probably might. Okay, fair, fair okay. enough. So you, had you, so you had your number two in mind. So I see a number two, and I think the number two. I don't think the word two. And then I have to see it in context. And So it's not like I'm reading the sentence and I go, two, two what? I'm not, you know, it's not that kind it's of stumbling. It's this momentary cognitive but it's a, dissonance yes, that has to be resolved. Exactly. So it slows me down. It, Which it wouldn't it's need a, to be resolved. It's a tripwire in the middle of a sentence. Yes, yes. And I would argue the same for four. 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 Yeah, because you don't pronounce the T or the TH. So four could be fort, four. Thought or the god Thor. It could be any of those things. And did you say the number four? I wasn't listening very carefully. Um, I'd like to make it clear that we're not, you know, accusing anyone with a speech impediment of being subhuman. Well, you may be, but I'm not. But we're talking about people who are lazy. Yes, I'm talking about people who are lazy. How do you think there's going to be people listening to this? Like, for instance, uh, I wrote a piece on uh, Rock, Paper, Shotgun yesterday, uh, which will be two, three days ago by the time this goes out. What's Rock, Paper, Shotgun? It's this website about PC games. You wouldn't like it. and I wrote about, the, the, in this game coming soon called Medal of Honor, you can play as the Taliban in the multiplayer to shoot coalition forces mm-hmm. and attack them. So there's a little bit of controversy here. So I was writing out both sides of the argument and just trying to explore it. And in the comments thread, of course in the comments thread, people started to get agitated about the, each other and arguing. And one person reve- re- revealed themselves to be a tea partier. And it always surprised me. It doesn't, oh no, we've got a lot of we've got a lot of readers. You know, seven hundred thousand people are reading this site a month. There's bound to be one a, 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 a one in there. But you still never expect someone of that mindset to enjoy this writing. I'm delighted that they do, but it surprises me. I would think a tea party would have no truck with the nature of rock paper shotgun, and it's why not frivolry. PC games seem to be very libertarian and isolationist. I don't think that's true in the slightest. Uh, it, Let's it, not have this argument. But they're, so uh, they're the about way, personal hedonism. They're about selfish um, responses to selfish S- desires. So as would be reading a book 
and yes, but, 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 but yes. why are you there? Why are you surprised that I, I think gaming is a very right wing activity? Because I'm not talking about gaming. Gaming no, is no, a no, right wing because I'm activity like reading books and watching television no, and cinema. No, gaming is a right wing. No, but you activity. haven't made any argument that dif- differentiates it from those. So yes, right, because those are in a sense shared cultural <laughs> manifestations <laughs> and multiplayer gaming and shared gaming and well, gathering around a console. You can argue about those. You can argue about those. You can argue about those. But I'm talking about soul gaming. Anyway, the point being, uh, in the same way that someone listening... Why should a selfish right-wing thick person not be attracted to gaming? You're I would not they'd be very attracted not to Not attracted to gaming, I'm talking about being attracted to Rock Paper Shotgun and its style of writing. What, we what, are... what, what? Are, you, are, you, are you now Trotskyites or something? Yes. You write generic stuff. Yes, but we, we're liberal, we swear, we, uh, we, we take an attitude that's very contrary to that of a person who would enjoy watching Fox News, I would imagine. Mm. Why would you imagine? Because we're very different in our presentations. Are you? I don't know if you are. You think we're the same as Fox News? Well, in as much as you present opinions stridently oh. and, are, and are biased. Or biased in favour of games, that's certainly true. Would it be you're biased in favour of a certain worldview? In what way are you different to Fox News? It's a, a different worldview, that's my point. That's why, what it's manifested what in very similar ways. Anyway... So in the, same, in the same way, there will be many people listening to this podcast. And you're owned by Rupert Murdoch. Yes, like we Fox News. Ah, are, are we? Am I now IGN? Yes. I'm. Don't you get your advertising from Rupert Murdoch? No, so certainly not from the completely independent Eurogamer network provides your advertising. Oh, Murdoch will own that soon. I very much hope he doesn't. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a disaster? Oh, that would be so awful. Yeah. The independence of Eurogamer is absolutely vital. Hmm. Anyway. Um, so in the same way, we're going to have listeners who will speak in the way that we're criticising. How do you think they'll react to listening to what we've said? They'll be thoroughly ashamed think... and, and improve their ways. You don't think they'll say, oh, I'm not listening to this, these elitist bastards? I hope they realise... just snobs. I am elitist, mm-hmm. but none of the elites that I describe are elites that you're not welcome to join if you <laughs> put in the effort, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, you know... So you're kind of like uh, a sort of a Hitler who says, it's okay if you dye your hair blonde and wear contacts. Yes. That's, <laughs> then you're welcome to be alive in my I Also, in I'm my not system. killing anybody, I'm just judging them. Oh, okay, sorry, I thought we were killing them. Oh, you wanted to kill them, I need you? to make some phone calls, <laughs> quite <laughs> urgently. Yes. Your, your eugenic programme <laughs> needs to be uh, altered slightly. I think we should stop so I can... Um, <laughs> yes, I need to go, very okay. suddenly. <laughs> oh dear, get Murray Stopes on the phone. Quickly. Okay, will do. All right, I'll see you next week, Nick. Maybe. <laughs> bye bye. bye. bye.